Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Backward Bios number four, Becoming the Gesture. We've been talking about the way motion paths or gestures impacted our development. Physically, we saw the power of play gestures in preparing us to think, and then with thought gestures, we learned to work with metaphors and begin to see patterns and similarities in the world of events. Our schooling was filled with ideas and applications that were going to build our skills in life. So far, however, we've been the ones seeking out these gestures and motion paths and choosing to play and to think. And there's always been a core part of us that remained a detached observer of it all. But there's a much more profound relationship to gestures that I'd like to talk about today. It's not easy to describe because we can't stand on the sidelines and look at it or dabble at experiencing it. We have to immerse ourselves in the gestures, merging, becoming one with, feeling touched or even transformed by them. They seem to seek us out, and we become one with them, at least for a time. All I can do today is give you some stories and hope to help you recall those times in your own life when you actually became the gesture too. During those experiences, we always see the world differently, more connected, more alive, more authentic than it appears in our ordinary days. If our ordinary days are operating on AM stations, these occasions are coming through on the FM stations. If we were tracking our brain waves, we'd even see that we've shifted speeds from the ordinary beta speed of 14 to 28 cycles per second that holds us in our logic-based, cause-and-effect thinking, or safety-focused mindsets. It runs the chatter and self-talk that fills our minds so often. But the FM stations use different wave bands, both below and above the everyday beta band. They always tap into theta, the four to eight cycles per second that children use and that nature operates in, and that artists and athletes, poets, mediators, visionaries, meditators, they all tap into when they're in their zones. Sometimes they will just use this somewhat dreamy and half-conscious state on its own. But other times they combine it with a super fast band called gamma to propel the rapid thinking and creative minds of the great problem solvers, designers, scientific researchers, even athletes in their peak performance states. While the AM station mindsets favor order and move sequentially through time, the FM station mindsets see the elements all happening at once and time becomes oddly varied. Sometimes it just stops, and sometimes it moves in slow motion, and other times it flies by, but our attention is always riveted in the here and now. So these are the experiences we want to recall and revisit. They're going to help us strengthen our ability to switch more easily back and forth from ordinary reality and the AM stations to the deeper reality of the FM stations whenever we choose. Now for the stories. Each one is pointing to the same phenomenon, a time when the gesture has arisen from within us and we give into it for a time. My son Scott is now a professional keyboard musician, but when he was 12, 
we attended a piano concert by a renowned pianist. I wasn't too inspired by it, but I hadn't said anything about that. As we walked the six blocks back to our car that evening, I asked him what he thought about it. I don't know, he said. My soul didn't go out to meet the music like it usually does. Well, why was that, do you think, I said. Well, he said he wasn't really playing the music. Only his fingers were. Here's another very similar comment. There's a wonderful documentary that just came out called American Symphony. It's following the life and work of John Baptiste, who's another pianist and also a composer. In it, he was talking about searching for the sounds in his compositions, and he said, What we love about music is not that it sounds good. What we love about music is that it sounds inevitable. This sense of attunement happens with visual art as well. Have you ever studied a famous work of art in photographs or even seeing a great fine print? You might have really appreciated it and brought your best thoughts to it, but then perhaps you saw the original. Suddenly, it took your breath away. Well, what happened? Now, you were being presented with the gestures that formed the painting or the sculpture, the brush strokes themselves that pulled you into a living experience of the painting, or the chisel marks that chipped away the excess stone to reveal the sculpture. You were witnessing the life force behind the painter or the sculptor. Great architecture can do the same thing. Perhaps you've seen pictures of Maya Lin's Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C., but those who visit almost invariably say that they feel it from quite a distance as they approach, as if it is emanating a field of sacred energy. Indeed, great architecture is often spoken of as frozen choreography. That same sense of inevitability and choreography shows up in athletics as well. With great performers, the goats, you know, the greatest of all time in their field, they seem to have completely become the gestures that are propelling their movements. It's as if only the gestures exist. In football, they even say they left it all on the field. Your own memory bank has stored your personal gestures of special moments, and you can make a list of those memories, those that come to life every time you think of them, when it feels like no time has passed, where all the senses that were awakened then are awake again now. You can feel the air, smell the fragrances, see what you were wearing, know exactly where everything was at that moment, and exactly what was said or done. Each of these vivid memories are examples of times that you have become the gesture of a given moment. And that means you can learn to do it more often with practice. I need to pause here, though, for one precaution before we go on. This activity is not advisable if you have a history of traumatic flashbacks. It could be quite destabilizing for you. Before spending much time in Theta, seeking out advanced gesture experiences, please seek out a skilled therapist who can help you dissolve the intrusive memory patterns first. For everyone else, the gestures in our memory banks can open us to more and more fully embodied experiences. Often these gestures are personal, and while they touched us deeply, and we can relive them easily, they don't tend to impact the world around us very much. However, some gestures operate on a much grander scale, and they can be experienced as well. Back when systems thinking was new, 
and visionaries tried to explain this new way of thinking to others, they would say, well, don't just look at the rainforest and study them. You must become the rainforest. Well, that's as far as they could take it. But now, some 40 years later, Suzanne Samard, who grew up in the forests of British Columbia, Canada, and went on to become a forestry biologist at the University of British Columbia, has done just that with the northern forests. She has tracked the incredible interconnectedness of circles of plants within the forest, each with a mother tree in its center. She and her expanding research team has demonstrated that certain older trees orchestrate the distribution of nutrients and medicines to their circle, using a network of fungi as conduits for communication and support. When scientists experience these gestures, playing out physically within their bodies, they are usually in training with the motion paths of nature itself. The cascades and dispersals when things fall apart, the coherence and emerging forms as things come together, and the tipping points everywhere that often signal changes that cannot be reversed. These are the ones that drive scientists to speak passionately about how we are running out of time to head off various catastrophic transformations. But these alarms only register to FM listeners. To the AM listeners, it doesn't seem possible, and it either gets ignored or put down. It's beyond the scope of this podcast to explore spiritual life-changing experiences that can also change our worldview. But as we head into the winter solstice and all the holy days of so many traditions and the profoundness of these times, I wish you many precious moments of connection. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.